Hello! Do you hear that sound again? Yep, that sounds telling you that I am on the road again. Traveling down the road. But since I'm traveling, it really helps the time go away. It gives me more content to put on the podcast if I talk about something. <laughs> I already have some stuff recorded uh, from some of my trips earlier. Uh, and they're getting old. I don't know if they're going to hold up, if, I'm, if I should just uh, not worry about editing the stories and putting them on here. So I had done a kind of a Netflix Q history episode that you probably haven't heard yet. And I could continue on with that. I have watched some things on Netflix since then. But I'll probably wait to do that until after I play the first one. I guess one of the things that's been on my mind, well, it's always on my mind. I think about it all the time. And that is my health, my weight. Um, if you've never seen pictures of me or never met me in person, uh, I am I am an overweight person. I'm an obese person. And I have had success at losing weight. Um, probably, I'd say significant losses in weight probably four times. Maybe three, maybe only three. Uh, I did have success with Weight Watchers. I uh, was able to do that even being on the road a lot. Uh, this was like, I don't know, eight years ago or so, maybe longer, maybe ten years ago. And I had lost quite a bit of weight by doing Weight Watchers and just exercise, you know, doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing, but using Weight Watchers as the impetus or the goal helping me stay centered on my weight loss goals kind of thing and I I was successful with that before that um, I did have success with uh, body for life which you know I can't even remember the guy's name but it it's a great program uh, body for life um, basically you can do it a couple different ways, I guess, with Body for Life. Uh, but the program, the challenge is, you know, to, you know, take a picture of yourself before you start, and then you get on Body for Life. And it, what I like for Body for Life is it's it's not, it's not a gimmick thing. It's not something where you have to continually buy materials for losing weight basically you're you it, it's for it's mainly for people that want to to you know get muscular and toned up and to lose weight in the process of doing that and so there's a there's a exercise routine where i think it's every other day for six days maybe it's only five days i can't remember but anyway Every other day, you kind of go back and forth between an aerobic exercise of your choice and weight training. So the and the the aerobic exercise, he talks about, you know, bringing your body up, increasing your intensity, and then resting. Well, not totally resting, but 
So let's say I was riding a bike. So the, the, the thing is, is you, you ride, you start off easy and then you pick up your pace and you, you get going pretty well where you're really feeling it. And then you would back off for two minutes. You know, I can't remember the, the whole timing of everything. And I think some of that was left up to you, how you wanted it to make the time intervals. But I think you do that like four times. You increase your intensity and then you back off. And then you increase your intensity and you back off. But the very last thing you do before you stop, or actually, you know, before your last resting period, is you go balls out. (laughs) Sorry if that's offensive to anybody. But you just go, you go beyond what you think you can do. That last stretch you push yourself and you get beyond the, the barrier of what you think you can do and you push it, push it, push it, push it until you just can't stand it and then you push it a little bit more and then you have one final rest period. I think that's how it goes. I'd have to get the book out again. Um, then on the food side, it's uh, you eat like six times a day. Every few hours you eat something. And there's, there's a regiment where you eat, um, six pro six ser- servings of protein a day and six servings of carbs, but I, it's, it's there on the carbs. There's a list of what is acceptable to eat for car. You know, you can't eat potato chips and call that your carbs, your serving of carbs. There is a list of food that you that is acceptable <laughs> for the body for life and of course you know you can adapt this but I was pretty diligent with the body for life and this was probably I don't know 15 years ago that I that I did this and so anyway yeah so you eat six times a day you know and it could just be a protein bar it could be a, a whole grain tortilla for your carbs so that, that's what I would do a lot. I would just make, you know, like a ham taco. Or I, I would just take some ham and roll it up in a, a wheat tortilla, whole wheat tortilla. And, you know, I found things that were better, the tasting and things that were, you know, not so good, but whatever. And I kind of balanced those out. You know, I'd have a super rich protein bar that didn't taste the best. It was okay. And then the next time I'd have something that I enjoyed, you know, like a wheat roll with ham in it. You know, I ate a lot of ham and turkey. I like tur- liked turkey uh, for that as well. And you just, you know, get your car, eggs in the morning, that kind of thing. So you eat six times a day. And it was, yeah, I think six things of protein, six things of carbs, good carbs. And then you were supposed to have like five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. And I think I said this, but anyway, there was a list of food that was acceptable. You know, types of meats, types of carbs that that you could eat. And it was a pretty strict, you know, you had to be pretty strict with that in order to make this work. Along with your cardio exercise and your weight training, you know, you were you were earning that off. And, the, you know, he explained a lot because he was a bodybuilder. And his, this challenge was, you know, to, I can't remember 
he had to do something to, to make the challenge. And I was never in it for the challenge, you know, to win the money or whatever it was that you, if you did the challenge, you would get some kind of prize. And I was never doing it for that. I was just doing it for the health and the weight gain and the weight loss. And, uh, so my wife and I were doing it together, which helped. And then the, the thing that was cool about this one was six days a week, you get one day off every week and you can eat whatever you want on that day. If you want to gorge out on a super big breakfast and potato chips and hamburgers and french fries and ice cream and pizza and whatever you want to eat that day, you could. That was your day to do whatever you wanted. You didn't have to exercise. You could eat whatever you wanted, which was a really cool thing because it kept you going. You know, out throughout the week when you're, you know, maybe eating a bland protein bar and you're like, oh, this kind of sucks. Or you're having a hard time timing. Like if I'm at work and I'm doing stuff, I have to remember to go, you know, to eat a protein and a carb every couple hours. And so sometimes that's hard to do when you're working and busy and doing things. But there's there's ways to make it work. And if you are dedicated to it, it you can. And I did an exercise, you know, if I'm on the road for a job and, you know, I have to get up early and go to the hotel weight weights or the hotel treadmill or whatever and do that and work that in with my time that I'm doing a job. And a lot of times when I'm on the road, you know, I'm working, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour days sometimes if it's a, if it's a big startup or something. So but you work it in, you do your best, you, you get it done, but you have that day and you pick whatever day you want, but you keep it the same every week. And so of course the easiest thing for us was to pick a Saturday. And so on Saturday we would eat whatever we wanted. And, but there's a, there's a, no, there's not a catch, but there is something interesting that happens in that on that day, if you eat a bunch of junk, you feel like crap. Literally. You, well, maybe not literally. I don't feel like a piece of poop. But you don't, you, your body gets used to that schedule of eating and, and eating the right things. And you go out and you have a hamburger for lunch. And you think, oh yeah, we're going to have pizza and ice cream tonight and you eat that hamburger and you just it just feels greasy you feel heavy you know you can feel the heaviness of it and it's just it's not what you want to eat so the you know the first first few free days that you have you're kind of gorging yourself or you know taking advantage and eating everything that you wanted to eat all week long. But as time progresses, you still don't eat as much on that free day. But it's still nice not to have to worry about what you're going to eat to stay with your proteins on that list or whatever. And so, 
So it's a very natural, you can figure things out for yourself. There's no program as far as buying things or whatever. It's just, here's the guidelines. If you stick by these guidelines, you're going to be healthy. You're going to lose weight. You're going to bulk up your muscles. You're going to become more fit. And that worked. You know, we, we did that diligently for several months and it worked and I lost a lot of weight and I felt good and I really don't know what it was that caused me to, to gain weight back or to get off of that. It could have been moving. I think at the time we were in Oregon and we had moved to Idaho and maybe it was that move that did it. I can't remember. Um, what kind of stopped my progress there and and I started to to gain weight again. But then I I remembered how good that I felt. And so I don't know how long went by, maybe a year or so. And uh, I had gotten back up in weight. And I thought, you know what, I have to do something. And there was somebody at church that was losing a lot of weight and being very successful And his big thing was Weight Watchers. He had joined Weight Watchers there. And he was looking good. I mean, he he was doing great. And so I thought, you know what? I have to do something. I can't stay like this. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to go to Weight Watchers. I'm going to see what Weight Watchers is all about. And I was successful with Weight Watchers as well. Weight Watchers is a little bit more of what I don't like. (laughs) I was all in, though. I I committed to it. But it is, buy this booklet, keep track. So the the thing, so for those of you that don't know anything about Weight Watchers, the the deal is pretty much this. Um, You keep track of, it's based on a point system. And so based on your weight and height and age and sex and all those things, not how often you have sex, but what gender you are and whether you're pregnant or not, you determine your, your points. This is your allowance of points that you can have every given day. So again, you're kind of left up to your own devices of what you want to eat, but everything costs points. And so if I go eat a uh, cherry cheesecake, I need to figure out the nutritional information for what I'm eating and, and add up all my points. And boy, that might be half my points for the day. Uh, one of the nice things about the point system is if you're already heavy and you're a male, then you get a lot of points. And you can you can make that work where you're you know you can eat quite a bit of stuff and even stuff that you like and still stay within your points uh, you can also well you're also encouraged to do exercise and as you if you do a certain level of exercise then you can earn points where you could eat more because you've done more exercise. 
and I never used those points. I never, when I was doing Weight Watchers, I had so many points because I was already so heavy that I never really cared or to use those exercise points. I did exercise and I did, you know, do those things to lose weight, but, but yeah, I didn't use those exercise points, but you could because fair or unfair, body metabolism or whatever, a lot of women, especially if they were already, if they weren't super heavy women, then they didn't have a lot of points. They'd have like 26 points a day. I know when Kelly did it for a little while, I did it all by myself the first time I was on Weight Watchers and Kelly wasn't in it with me because it does cost money. Uh, That's the other thing. Body for Life didn't cost us anything extra other than the food that we were buying. Uh, But Weight Watchers does cost money. Um, And it's not necessarily cheap. I know a lot of... uh, Healthcare plans now provide uh, free membership to Weight Watchers and stuff like that, which is great because that, that helps people get into the program and not have that barrier of, I can't afford to be on Weight Watchers. And it does kind of motivate you because, hey, if I'm paying this much money a month, I don't know what it was, $50 a month, $35 a month, I can't remember what it was. It's probably more now or whatever. But... You know, in your mind, you're thinking, hey, I'm paying money to be in Weight Watchers. There, there, I better make something of this. If I'm going to pay out this money, I better start losing weight. So there's that incentive. I guess the other side of that coin, though, is if you're not doing the program and you're not losing weight, then that kind of works against you where you say, you know what, if I'm not going to do Weight Watchers, and I'm paying out this money, it's not worth it. I'm just not going to do Weight Watchers anymore. So, I guess if, if that is included in your uh, insurance package, great. You know, I, I encourage people to do Weight Watchers if they can afford it. Um, I guess in the long run, it's not a lot of money. Um, if you And it will help you. Um, so, they have... With Weight Watchers, you you calculate your points, and you it's based on a formula. So you have to, and that's you know I just this is I didn't want to count calories. I didn't want to count figure out my points every day, and that kind of thing. Going in, I mean, like I said, I was going against, or I was dedicated to it. I wanted to lose weight. I saw the success that this other guy was having that I knew from church. I'm like, man, if I can do that, that's, that's amazing. And so I, I went all in, I was doing the program. I was, you know, paying the money. I was calculating my points for everything I ate. And, you know, it, it does become kind of a a lifestyle where everything, you know, you're looking out for everything. If you're going to go out to eat, you know, you figure out where you're going to go ahead of time and you get online and somebody's calculated the Weight Watchers points for a, uh, whatever, a quesadilla at Carl's Jr. or Carl's Jr. at Applebee's. You know, and Applebee's even has uh, menu items that already have the Weight Watchers points calculated for you right on the menu, which I thought was kind of cool, except I don't really like Applebee's that much. 
but I went to Applebee's because they already had the, the points figured out for me. But yeah, there's websites and places where you can find <coughs> calculations of points. And if you can't find a particular restaurant, a lot of restaurants now uh, post on their website or you can find out at the restaurant, you know, what the nutritional information for each dish is. And you can figure out your points for what you're going to eat, you know, and so maybe you'll you'll have half a salad or you'll have a salad and half of your dinner or something like that. But it, it does become tedious. It does become just makes makes everything you want to do eating wise hard but but it does it does you do get good results with weight watchers so that's kind of the bad side of it is this calculating your points for everything you do you can't just go do something with you know if you're gonna go out with friends and you can't just go eat whatever you want there are guidelines and there there was a there were a couple different programs you could do the point system or you could do what they call the core system. I don't know if it's the same because they change it every year so you can buy new stuff. But they do, did have a core program where you didn't have to track your points, but you had to stay. It was kind of like Body for Life, actually, this core program, where you had a list of foods that you could eat. And then you could do, you know, they, they try to train you to learn what your body feels like. When are you hung? When are you actually hungry, physically hungry, not emotionally hungry or whatever, but or or mentally hungry? But when it, realize when your body is physically hungry, when you need to eat, and then be able to eat enough to fill your body and be satisfied, but not overeat. And so you need to try to learn those things about your body and not just go off. Well, this is how much I usually eat. I'm really hungry or I'm stressed. I need to eat kind of thing. You just, you go based on your physical body, what your body needs. You eat when you need to eat and you stop when you don't need to eat anymore. Um, So they did have that core program where you had certain foods that you could eat and you weren't supposed to eat anything off that core list. Um, and you were supposed to not overeat things on your core list, but realize when you're hungry and when you're not. So you could, I could have done the core program, but I was already all in on the points system. So I just went with it. And over time you do, you know, there, there's some great online tools where you do, you can build up a, what do they call it? you kind of build up a, a library of recipes and dishes and things that you commonly eat that already have the points calculated. So it's really easy to track your points after you've built up this, uh, library, I guess, of food and what you, and you know, what it's going to cost you to eat it. And you kind of learn as you go, um, the other thing about Weight Watchers is you can just do it online and track yourself, you know, use the tracking tools, do all these things. And you have access to all that when you buy in. And it costs less just to do it online. But then you can also, uh, and I don't know, I kind of have mixed feelings about this. 
I know people that don't go to the meetings because they, you know, they don't feel touchy, especially guys, because they don't like, you know, they don't want to be touchy-feely <laughs> about it. And, but I went to the weekly meetings. I went for months. I went for many, many months when I was living in Idaho. You know, I think I, I was on Weight Watchers for over a year, maybe even a year and a half. So anyway, yeah, so I did go to the meetings and I enjoyed the meetings. You know, it wasn't, I mean, there were a lot more women than men, you know, like 80 to 90% women. Uh, but it, I really, I guess what I liked about that is, you know, the actual weigh in, you know, you weigh in, you go, you go to the meeting every week and you try to stay, you know, the same every week. But if you can't make a meeting on a certain night, you can go the next day or the next day or whatever. But you're supposed to weigh in and track your weight loss. And, you know, you get little stickers and prizes and congratulations, you know, at the meetings for certain milestones of, of weight loss. I think every five mi- every five pounds to begin with, maybe every 10 pounds, I can't remember but every so many pounds, you know, you get a little thing for to put on a keychain or whatever, or you get a sticker, or there's lots of little little incentives and prizes and stuff like that as you go. Um, there's a big thing when you get to 15% of your weight loss. So, you know, if, if you weighed 350 pounds, I don't know, what would be 15% of that? <laughs> 350, 35... Half of that would be about 15. So let's say 40 pounds or 45 pounds. If you lose 45 pounds, that's 15% of what you started with. And so there's a big celebration for your 15%. I don't know, not big celebration, but yeah, we all go out to dinner and have ice cream. No, no, no. <laughs> um, you know, they, they celebrate you and say, oh, so-and-so, and everybody claps. Yay, kind of thing. Uh, so that's kind of that's kind of a fun part of it too. Not everybody likes that, and and I probably wouldn't like it at this point. Um, but the the cool thing is if you find an instructor or a teacher that you like, that makes a big difference because you go and and every week you sit in the meeting and you weigh first you weigh in, and then you um, do celebrations or rewards or whatever. And then there's a little lesson that they give every week, something about weight loss and, uh, you know, about exercising or eating or getting rid of stress or, you know, just several different little lessons that they give every week. And it's all dictated, you know, by Weight Watchers. This is what you're going to teach this week. And it's a big organization. It's huge. Of course it's huge. There's fat people trying to lose weight at Weight Watchers. Like me. But, uh... So where was I? Weight loss. Weight Watchers. Yeah, so so going to the meetings is fun. I, there was a, an older lady that taught uh, my lessons, and I really liked her. I think I went on a mon- Monday night. Monday or a Wednesday night. And I enjoyed, you know, hearing from from her 
and I liked the people in my group, and, you know, it was fun. And, of course, they have all these products that you can buy that have the, the points figured out for you already, you know, whether it's a pretzel thin or a, a candy bar or granola bar, or, you know, they have several different products. Uh, pre-made, you know, add water to make your breakfast or oatmeal or whatever. <clears throat> Weight Watchers makes a lot of money. They sell stuff. They charge you. And I'm not being negative here, but, you know, part of... I am being negative. <clears throat> you know, I think Weight Watchers is a great thing. Uh, but they... The, the part of it that kind of gets on me after a while is they are trying to get get money from you. That's all they're trying to do. Well, no, that's not all they're... <laughs> okay, let me start over again with that. So, you know, you know, Weight Watchers is trying to make money from you. And they are trying to help you lose weight. They're sincere in that desire. They have a lot of good tools to help you. They have a lot of good things to teach you about changing your lifestyle, changing your habits how to regulate yourself in what you're eating, how to do more exercise. It's probably less about exercise. I mean, they do talk about exercising more, and they and some groups do walks and runs and things like that to motivate each other. And, you know, they come up with, with programs and their own little thing for their own group. So they do talk about exercise, but the the main emphasis is on the food, what you're going to eat, calculating your points, blah, blah, blah. And it's all good. It all works. Everything they teach is, is accurate. You know, they're not trying to sell you some snake oil. Everything they're talking about works. It all comes down to eating less and exercising more. And they just have a program that helps you do that by calculating the points. But they are trying to make money. And they do try to, you know, stick all these things, you know, so you're paying to be a member of Weight Watchers and to get access to all these tools and these meetings and things like that. And there is an overhead. You know, there's lots of things going on. And they sell you their own food, their own Weight Watchers food, and they have deals with other companies. Um, And I still eat the Smart Ones uh, frozen meals. You know, there's ones of those that I like, and I still eat those. Even now that I'm not losing weight, I'm just kind of staying up here at a high weight. You know, I don't, there's there's other things like Weight Watchers. I know my grandma was in Tops when she was older, when she was alive, when, when I was younger. And uh, she was always talking to me about, well, you know, you could, you could join me at my tops meetings, <laughs> which I was thought was funny because it was really, at least where where we were in Montana. I mean, it really was an older person's group. There wasn't very many young people, and I was a teenager or twenty, young twenties, and she's wanting me to go to tops. But it was a similar thing, like Weight Watchers. I'm guessing from what she said, or from what I knew about it at the time. But it was funny because. They would celebrate birthdays and weight loss things by going out to lunch after the weight after the tops meeting. So that was I, we always joked about that. Oh, did you did you go eat lunch with your weight loss group? 
So I, and then, you know, I've looked into like Jenny Craig and other things where they send you the meals and that just really doesn't appeal to me at all. Part of it does, you know, if you get into it, I guess a little bit, part of me says, well, it takes, you know, it takes all the figuring out. You just get the food and you eat their food and you don't have to think about losing weight. But I really think that that's a disservice to the people that are, you're trying to help lose weight. If you're just putting them on a meal system so they can lose weight, they're not learning what they need to do. And, you know, I'm saying this as a, as a big fat person. They're not learning what they need to do to lose weight and to maintain the weight loss. I've learned a lot by doing Body for Life and seeing what a, what a really good exercise program can do as well as the types of food that I should be eating and that I should be eating more small meals every day rather than having you know, three large meals every day. I learned that. It works. Weight Watchers taught me a whole lot about how to, to know how to read my body when I'm actually hungry, when I need to eat, when I need to stop. I don't need to just keep eating until I'm full. I just need to eat until I'm satisfied. And, you know, I learned a lot by doing these things. I, and I was successful with Weight Watchers. I lost quite a bit of weight over a span of a year or so. And I was looking forward to losing more. And then for some reason, I stopped. I don't know why. And then I got to the point where I had said, well, I'm paying for Weight Watchers, but I'm not doing Weight Watchers. So what's the point of paying for it? And so I stopped doing Weight Watchers. Uh, <clears throat> what was it? Four, three or four years ago? Uh, Big Anklevich did a, like a online weight loss, loss challenge. Anybody that wanted to do it, it was just through his blog. And he was posting what he ate every day and things like that. And that was kind of fun. And I got into that. And I realized, hey, you know, I'm a controls engineer. I can come up with my own spreadsheet and my own graph to keep track of my weight loss. I don't have to have a Weight Watcher tool to do that. <laughs> so I did. I made a little spreadsheet and started keeping track of my weight. And I was doing pretty well with that. I mean, I wasn't losing as much weight as fast as I had in the past. But I was steadily going down. But eventually, you know, that petered out. That didn't go too long. It only went for a few months. I think, you know, Big lost steam and he, he stopped uh, updating his blog every day or every week and that kind of thing about it. And it just kind of went away. And, and eventually I, I stopped doing it as well. But here's the thing. I really, 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 really need to lose weight. I'm 45. And what, I think one of the things that stops me from losing weight is because even though I have a lot of weight and I'm heavy, I feel good. I have felt good for the most part. You know, I'm able to go on long hikes. I'm able to go upstairs and yeah, I, I get out of breath and I have to stop and rest, but I don't feel terrible. I feel good. I've always had a good constitution. Going back to Dungeons the Dragons terms, you know, my, my constitution has always been good. I've always been a healthy, well, 
you know what I mean. I've always, of course, being overweight, I'm not healthy. But my I've always been able to keep up. And I can't go run a mile. I can't run at all. And, you know, I do have my limits. I can't do a lot of things that super fit people do. But I've never felt bad, unhealthy. I've always been able to do everything that I've wanted to do. And, and even at a heavy weight, you know, I don't, I haven't had too many problems with that. And that's a great thing, but it's also a bad thing because, hey, I feel good. However, lately I have been feeling the effects of my weight. I haven't been able to do as much as I want to do. My feet are starting to hurt. If I go for long walks and long hikes, my knees still feel good, but I'm guessing that my knees will start to give out because my body's getting older and it can't hold this weight. And it's just going to lead to more and more and more problems in my life. I've always been really good uh, blood pressure wise. Uh, I've always been really good. Well, I have mild asthma. But I've always had a fairly good uh, heart rate and respiratory. <clears throat> I really haven't had too many. I've always been really pretty healthy. But it's only a matter of time before my body just can't keep up with my weight. Where it's going to start giving up and saying, dude, you've worked me so hard all these years because you're so fat. And I can't keep up anymore. I'm going to start breaking down. I mean, bodies break down anyway, right? Even if you're a perfectly healthy, thin uh, person with lots of muscle tone and everything, you know, your body gives out. I'm just, you know, I'm just putting the pressure on it. I'm maxing out my system because I have so much weight. And I know I look bad. I know... I know what people are thinking when they look at me, especially if they don't know me, because I look at other people. I look at fat people and I say, boy, why can't they just, you know, stop eating so much and lose some weight and just, you know, do some exercise and and just, just a little bit, you know, it'll help you a lot. And I don't, I, I disassociate that. Oh, okay. I don't totally disassociate that, but. I don't apply that to myself. I think uh, it, it's strange how, how you, you're, you justify things or rationalize things for yourself. I know I'm overweight. I know I'm unhealthy. But I still feel like, you know, I'm trying or I'm whatever. That I'm relatively healthy. And then when I look at people that are probably as fat or fatter than me, which is getting hard to do to get fatter than me. I mean, I'm, I'm really big. <laughs> I, uh, but I, you know, and I say, wow, how did they get themselves like that? Well, look at me. Gee, Marshall, I don't know. What about you? How did you get the way you are? Well, you eat whatever you want. You sit on your butt all day long for your job. And you come home and you sit down on the couch or you sit down in front of the computer some more. And you don't do anything. Duh. 
I can't lose weight that way. I'm just going to be a big fat blob. And when I say fat, I mean it. You know, like, you know, I hear people, you know, even, even big and rich talk about being fat. And compared to me, they're not at all. You know, and so I, it, it does bother me when, when people who are a lot skinnier than I am, not as, not as obese as I am, and they say, oh yeah, I'm fat. Well, crap, you don't, look at me, dude. You, I'm fat. You're not. But yeah, so it all comes down to I need to lose weight. There's so many things. I've, I've been thinking about writing a manifesto uh, on fat. <laughs> all the things that I want to get rid of in my life because I'm fat. And maybe maybe this is where I say it. Maybe this is my manifesto on fat. Is that I just got off... I just got off an airplane last night. You know, I flew I flew on Thursday, Wednesday and I flew on Thursday. It's not an easy thing to fly when you're fat. Uh, normal people feel cramped and complain about, you know, being in a cramped little airplane. How do you think it is for me? <laughs> First of all, you know, I'm just hoping that nobody's going to sit next to me. Or that if it's a three, uh, if there's three seats in the section, that only one person sits there with me so that we can have a seat between us. I feel bad for the people that have to sit next to me. I really do. I just, I can see the look on their face when they see me sitting there and they have to sit next to me. And if I was them, I wouldn't want to sit next to me either. That's not a good feeling. And I maybe I just need to fly every day and realize, crap, dude, you're a fat piece of crap. You know, I have to get an extension. I like to get to the seat early so I can get my extension on and be settled so that if somebody does come sit next to me, then at least I'm settled in the seat. And I don't have to be rummaging around to get buckled in. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get emotional. I've never been emotional about this. You know, this last trip I was, I was lucky for, for three. So I had, I flew from, from my town to Portland and then down to Oakland airport. So I had two, two air, two flights down and two flights back. And I was lucky on all the flights that I didn't have anybody sitting next to me or no, that's not true. The first flight, somebody was sitting next to me, luckily a thin person. So we weren't just one big mass in the seat together. Um, so it was okay. Uh, but then there was an empty seat. So, um, he went ahead and moved up to another seat, which I'm all for, you know, I feel more comfortable if somebody's not sitting next to me, heaven forbid, they, they feel a lot better not having to sit next to me. So, 
you know, I'm not offended when they go change their seat or the stewardess says, if you'd like more elbow room, you can, you can move up to another seat. Meaning if you want to get away from this fat person, you can move up. <laughs> now, the stewardesses are, are always very nice to me. Um, and the people that sit next to me are typically nice people. But anyway, so on the, on the two, two middle flights, I didn't have anybody sitting next to me. And then, and these are really relatively short trips. You know, this isn't across the, this isn't across the country or anything like that. You know, these are little short hops and that makes it easier too. Uh, but last night flying, uh, back, back to where I live, uh, there was a, a lady, an older lady that sat next to me and she was really nice. You know, I can't put the, uh, tray table all the way down. And so she said, well, why don't you just use my tray table for your drink? And that was really nice of her to do that. And uh, just, you know, just a nice person. And it was a short hop, so it was no big deal. And I do, you know, I do try to scoot over as far as I can against the window. I like to, you know, if I'm if I'm next to a window, then I, uh, I, like, I like it when I can just get right into that little cove in there it's harder if i'm in in between windows where i'm right up against you know the in between the windows there but i do try to you know scoot scoot my arms over scoot my feet over so i'm as far as i can be over to the toward the window and hopefully that gives the the person sitting next to me enough room if i'm in the aisle sometimes i like to be in the aisle Especially if the arm rest on, on the aisle side goes up. And then I can just kind of spill out <laughs> onto the uh, aisle a little bit. And I just have to be careful, you know, watch for when the stewardesses are going back and forth. Or somebody's going to the bathroom or something to, to move my foot or something. I remember this one trip. <clears throat> I usually try to get the window or the sitting in the middle is absolutely terrible it's a three-seater and that's the worst situation ever and i was going to fly from atlanta georgia to portland oregon all the same flight all the way across it was like five hours or something like that four and a half five hours and i had a middle seat and i was like oh crap man this is going to be the worst trip of my life because I could just, you know, tell, especially if there was two bigger guys. <laughs> I've been in situations like that, too, and it's three big guys. Not as big as me, but just bigger guys and me. And that, that's, uh, that's always a joy. But anyway, I was just dying. I'm like, oh, this is going to suck so bad. I just hate it. And so I went to the gate there, and I said, is there any way that I can get in an aisle seat or a window seat. Just kind of pleading with the guy. I've never, I usually don't do that, you know. People are always up there complaining and whatever. And I, I just try to be easygoing. And, and, but I just, you know, was, for this time, I was like dreading getting on that airplane. And, dude, the guy was so nice. He, he, basically upgraded me to first class and first class seats are great i love sitting in first class 
if there is, you know, because they're wider seats, there's a barrier, well, not a big barrier, but, you know, there's a little bit of a barrier between, in the seats between the two people, so you're not just, you know, basically I'm not, you know, sitting on top of that person. It's There's a little bit of separation there. And sometimes I've thought, you know, I'm just only going to fly first class. Our customers and, and the company I work for, you know, probably isn't going to want to pay for that. So just every time I travel, I'm just going to have to save money and fly first class every time. But that's like buying a bigger set of pants, right? That just that makes me feel more comfortable. But then that doesn't give me incentive to lose weight. So, you know. Um, but recently, yeah... I've been talking for a long time. Sorry this is so long and boring, talking just about me and my weight loss. I, I definitely did not want to do a weight loss podcast, so I guess this will be the one episode where I talk about it. And you won't have to hear about it anymore. There's so many things, you know. I am, like I said, we went to Yosemite this summer, and I was getting a lot more tired than I usually do. I had to stop a lot more when we were hiking and my feet were killing me. My feet are, are, uh, tired of putting up with my weight. And so if I walk for a long time, which I love hiking, I love it. And I'm in an area now where it's, it's the best place to go hiking. There's so many places to go and so many beautiful things to see around here that, I'm just, I need to lose weight. But yeah, if, if I go walking or hiking for a long period of time, my feet just kill me into the next day. Yeah, I can get, you know, perfectly fit shoes and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to have to do that either. So anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm noticing that my body is starting to to give up on me. Well, okay, that makes it sound like I'm dying. But my body isn't putting up with my weight anymore. How about that? Um, my feet are starting to really hurt. I can't go as far without stopping. I have to rest a lot more. And I hate having to make people wait for me. It's like, dude, just go. You get there and wait a half hour for me. Don't wait for me along the trail. Especially like we were with Kelly's family and stuff. I didn't want them to have to wait for me. But anyway. So there's that. I want to be able to hike. I don't want to. I don't want to. if, If I couldn't go hiking and I couldn't go do stuff like that. I would just. I would be devastated. And it's getting to that point. You know. I don't want Kelly to have to deal with me in a wheelchair or with anything. Um, of course, being overweight, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm putting a lot of pressure on my heart. Uh, my heart has to work so much harder because of my weight and I'm going to have heart problems and I'm going to, you know, I could get diabetes. I've been lucky. I haven't had, you know, every time that I can tell when I get a new doctor or something or I'm, Oh, I'll bet, you know, we better check for diabetes kind of thing. And I don't have it. 
but I could get it. And that once you get diabetes, yeah, you can, there's ways to live around it and, uh, you know, change your diet and all that kind of thing. But, you know, in advanced cases, you lose limbs and things like that because your blood can't flow very well when you have diabetes and it's just a problem. Um, I do have, I think, sleep apnea and, and I haven't gone to get a whatever they call that CPAP or whatever machine an oxygen machine and I'm worried about that I probably need to go get one so that I can extend my life you know there are some mornings where I wake up with a headache or I have to use my inhaler when I don't have a cold you know usually with my asthma I don't have to use my inhaler unless I'm already if I have a cold or a chest congestion then my asthma starts to act up more and I have to use my inhaler but sometimes I'm just kind of out of breath when I wake up and I have to use my inhaler and it's because I'm fat and it's not a I'm not being this isn't a self-deprecating fat you know somebody that's a little bit overweight and says oh I'm so fat no, I am. I'm morbidly obese. And I'm going to I'm going to die if I don't do something about it. I'm either going to die in my sleep or my heart's going to give out or something's going to give. And I know that. And I know I need to lose weight, but I still don't do the things that I'm supposed to. And I still eat more than I should. And I don't eat the right things. And I need to do something to kick myself into gear. And so, you know, here's the thing. Here's my manifesto on fat. I want to get to the point where I don't have to go to a big and tall store to buy clothes. I was, I've been there. I've gotten to the point where I don't have, I can buy clothes at a regular store. Yeah, they're the biggest sizes the stores carry, but I don't have to go to a big and tall store or special order things over the internet. I want to get to that point where I can buy things at a store, any store that'll fit me. That's one of the things I want to do. The other thing I want to do is go on an airplane and not have to ask for an extension. I don't want to have to make parents feel okay let's see how do, how do I put this when I'm out in public or doing something and kids come upon me they're like whoa and you know how kids are it's kind of funny they don't have a filter right they just say what's on their mind and so it kind of cracks me up when kids are like whoa he's fat or Whoa, did you see that guy? He's huge. Seems like it should make me feel bad. And in a way it does. But it kind of cracks me up, too. You know, kids are funny. They just say what's on their mind. And it's kind of a wake-up call. But their parents feel so bad. Like, oh, shh, shh. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, to me or whatever. I'm like, it's okay. It's it's all right. But I don't, I'm, I don't want to have to make parents apologize for their kids saying that I'm fat. 
because at least the kids, at least the kids are honest about it and they're just surprised to see somebody that's so big and, and it's just shocking to them. And so they comment on it. It's like, well, that guy's fat. At least they're honest about it. Other people are thinking that. They're just not saying that. You know? So that's another thing that, that I want to do. I do want to do a significant hike. You know, being in Yosemite, I would have loved to go to the top of Half Dome. That would have been awesome. I would have loved to do that. There's no way that I can do that at this point. It would take me... I mean, it that trail that goes up there takes most people about 10 to 12 hours to get from the bottom of the trail to the top of, of half dome. And so for me, it's going to take like, I don't know, 24 hours to get up there because I'm going to have to stop and rest so much. I just, there's something that I can't do. I would love to do that. I would love to, to climb to the top of Mount St. Helens. There's been scout troops and stuff that have done that. I would love to do that. That would be amazing. You know, when I was younger, I was probably 16 or 17. Uh, for a church activity one time, we, we uh, went to Big Sky area of Montana. And it's, you know, it's a ski resort in the wintertime, but it was summertime. And we climbed up to the top of, of Big Sky. Is it Big Sky Mountain? I don't know. It was a big peak. And we climbed to the top of it. I love doing stuff like that. That's fun. Climbing, getting to the top of a, of a hill or a goal. You know, sometimes I get I get uh, bored or whatever when I'm just hiking somewhere and there's not a goal. We're just hiking to hike and, oh, it's pleasurable. And I like it. I like being out in nature you know, walking around a lake or something like that. But it, it means so much more to me when I get to the top of a mountain or I get to a, a waterfall that I want to go see or something like that. If there's a goal, I'm going to get to there and I'm going to see this waterfall or I'm going to get to the top of this hill or I'm going to see something. When I, I love doing that. But I'm, I'm getting older, and I'm getting to the point where our, my body's not going to do that anymore. Unless I buckle down and lose some weight. And so, I could say, this year, this month, this time, I'm going to climb to the top of Mount St. Helens. Or I'm going to go back to Yosemite and climb to the top of Half Dome. Or I could, I could make a goal like that. But I don't want to do that right now, because... And maybe I should. But I don't want to make a goal like that and then not make it. And here I hear the ankle cast monologue coming, you know. If you don't make a goal, you're never going to make it. You're never going to do it. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? Come on, big. Inspire me here. But right now... I'm thinking of these other types of goals where I don't want to have to go to a big and tall store anymore. I don't want to go, I don't want to get an extension on an airplane. That Those kinds of, those are the kind of goals that I think will work for me. I'm not going to sit here and talk about how I'm going to do that. I know what I need to do. I've done it before. I know I need to exercise. 
I know I need to push myself physically, but I need to do it safely as well. So I need to do that. I know what I need to do eating wise. I just need to do it. I'm not going to go on Weight Watchers again. I'm not going to call Jenny Craig and have him send me meals. I've never done that before. I'm not going to do it now. I have the knowledge of what I need to do. I've done it before. I've lost weight. It's not... Okay, it is hard, but it's not complicated. So there you go. That's that's about all I had to say uh, when I recorded that. Just yesterday, my something happened. I moved wrong or something and tweaked my back. And so I've been kind of hobbling around a little bit, not walking straight and not able to do everything, not able to do anything very fast, trying to rest up my back now and overcome this. And I've, I've had that in the past. It's been a while. That's just one more thing. You know, being overweight makes me more susceptible to back problems and having those kinds of things. So I guess since I'm airing this episode on my feed, I guess that commits me to this manifesto, commits me to a full-fledged effort in uh, losing weight. I may let you know how it's going. I may not. Like I said, I don't want to make this podcast about weight loss or an exercise routine or something like that. So we'll see. We'll see if I talk about it anymore on this podcast or not. That's all I have for now. I guess we'll uh, return again when we find more things strewn along the path. Strewn Along the Path is produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share it, but do not change it or sell it. The theme music, as always, is brought to you by Man in Space.